0: Welcome to the last Wednesday of the week, here we are again and finally we've landed back down to earth a little bit after of course the Euros fever left us, after a few days recovery, um, sports still went on of course as we say every week and this week's show we get into golf, cycling, NBA, Formula One big moments in that at the weekend and of course the Olympics which we're really excited on Wednesday pod to get into over the next month so join me Simon and Ben on this the last Wednesday of the week yes here we are gentlemen how are you both Simon hi hi I did notice in your opening
1: segment there Dan that you did have to give Formula One that extra small tagline compared to the other sports mentioned I, I feel the favoritism to the driving of cars on this podcast is becoming a disgrace our listeners well, are just writing in in the droves <laughs> with sheer anger vitriol thrust upon a piece of paper just complaining bitterly
0: about the uh, the F1 of the NFL F1. Well, l- let them complain, Si, because for, for one show only, we're, we're, this is a football-free zone. And Formula One is just breathing into the space. Just breathing into the space.
2: Ben, how are you? <sighs> Do you know, I am, like most of our listeners, most of this country, a bit drained from our heat wave. And warm. um it's been incredible the country has been basked in days of heat i believe the south had its first ever extreme heat warning um and on the back of euros or the sport i'm a bit drained with it all my sporting embargo lasted about two days i should say <laughs> so uh, very much looking forward to getting stuck into some chat
0: and if you want to join us in the chat, you can find us on Twitter at WednesdayPod, on Instagram at WednesdayPod. And uh, feel free to reach out, say hey, give us your opinions, tell us what you want to hear on the show. And don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, all that kind of stuff as well. So looking back over this last week, um, Ben, what's what's been keeping you, what's tickled your fancy over the last week?
2: Um, as you said, looking back then, all I had in my head was the Atomic Kitten England Southgate song. Um, listen, what has happened in the last couple of weeks? (laughs) England lost against it. Did we already do that show? We did, Um, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Royal St. George. Let's talk golf. I like golf. Um, and it was played in front of a crowd, which is absolutely fantastic. We're starting to see crowds come back. And I know you're going to talk about Formula One a little bit later in the show, which saw an almighty crowd come back uh Earl st george which uh, of course is the open uh, i think it's over in kent uh it was the 149th open so next year is going to be a big one uh and it was won by colin morikawa debutant on the tour uh when i say debutant i do not mean some amateur that's come up through the ranks i mean a world-class top one of the best golfers on the circuit uh over the last couple of years but of course there was no open last year so this was his debut he won the P- US PGA last year this is his second uh major second major tournament and he i think he finished 15 under a couple ahead of jordan spieth the weekend, early weekend leader, Ustazen, who I pitched last week as my favorite for the tournament, was looking brilliant, but just came unstuck a bit at the end when it really mattered. Uh, another wonderful showing from Ram and Koepka, all the big dogs right at the top, uh, and local um, local boy McIntyre had a fantastic run. But it was great to see the crowds back, guys. I mean, just uh, beautiful golf, Lynx course, Seaside. Uh, lots of uh, red faces.
1: I have a confession to make. Go big confession. Well, after we did that segment ages ago about my in like with golf, yeah, I have watched <laughs> no golf <laughs> since wow. that time, and that was three months ago. I mean, I am a true disgrace. You need I to found out your relationship won. goals. So yeah. mm, I know. Colin Morikawa, I mean, uh, from my memory, for all the school boards I've seen recently, he always seems to be there and thereabouts. I think, you know, even if he wasn't leading or winning any of the previous majors, he was, he was you know, in contention up to the last day. So I think maybe it was always kind of a matter of time. He's, I mean, he was number four coming into the tournament, wasn't he? Something quite yeah, high. Yeah, yeah. He was, his he iron was a,
2: play is yeah. exceptional um he hits greens in regulation he's got such a smooth smooth backswing i mean any young budding golfers uh watch him copy him uh because he is uh, arguably the best in the world right now out there with Ram. uh i mean you should have watched the u.s open because that was incredible this was less competitive given the uh given the minor collapse from Louis, the South African. Uh, Jordan Spieth kept him honest. great to see Jordan Speeth back, uh, and he would be a good shout for a busy year next year. Was so, it big the... question. Sorry. Go on, sorry.
1: Big question. Is this looking bad for the next Ryder Cup? A lot of American winners, a lot of American challengers, and Europeans not consistently, apart from maybe John Rahm, uh, consistently challenging.
2: Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we had some good runs. Willett played well. Um, Danny De- Willett. Yeah, Casey DeWitt. Will- there are decent players in the mix, uh, but on four, on quality right now, we'll get decimated. The Americans are stacked. But yeah, you'd have to look to John Rahm to carry us through. And also we might see fireworks from DeShambo and Kwepka that might destroy and bring their team down in flames.
1: Hopefully. I mean, that happened, that's always happened in the past. And I suppose that's what we hope for is that the Americans' egos prevail and they just can't get on and just yep. dis- disintegrate before our eyes. Hopefully so, because I can't take another
0: American win in the Ryder Cup. Ben um w- w- tell me the story of the golf club that got stolen because that I, I, I didn't find golf entertaining until someone just strolled yes. up to the caddy uh to the golf bag and just just took it out it didn't even run it wasn't even a drive-by they just strolled up put their hand in. they they kind of looked you oh, know thank you they uh they kind of almost as if they were picking which one to take and then and then took it and just walked off and no one did, didn't. He?
2: He, yeah, uh, it was a bizarre. Bizarre is the word for this. Uh, it. Uh, I think it happened in the practice rounds. Rory McElroy, the uh, world class Northern Irishman, um, and he went up and he took a golf club. But the first golf club that the he had the the um, the golf sock and that just pulled off so he kind of oh no I want a club went back in and Michael just stood there dumbfounded didn't know what to do didn't approach the guy didn't fight the guy I mean it was the politest mugging anyone (laughs) has ever seen
0: yeah it was it was bizarre watching that on the camera Um, let's move on from golf uh, to to a slightly different uh, sport: cycling Ben uh, a couple of weeks back we said this time next week well, last week, this time next week, we'll know the winner of the Tour de France. And we we expected Cameradish to take the record, didn't we? But didn't quite manage it.
2: Well, at the beginning of the Tour, we certainly did not. Uh, But now we do. And in reality, what he said after the Tour... Uh, gives you hope for next year if he can get that seat whether he stays with just in quick step or not I don't know uh, but uh, Cavendish had an incredible tour um, I think he won uh, four stages went from 31 to 35 he equaled Eddie Merckx's record no three stages 31 to 34 rather me. me um, and he couldn't win it on the Champs-Élysées so there's a rule written that nobody attacks the general, general classification on the last leg it's like a victory parade um, and they have champagne on the bikes and all the cars get involved a bit of media sometimes they do autographs while they're, they're, they're cycling it's all very um fun to watch all very relaxed it's a 150 kilometer roll into to uh, to paris uh Pogaccia, two tours two wins absolute demolition 22 years old which is in reality, probably five or six years before people start winning the Tour de France because you don't build that stamina until your late 20s. What Pagaccio is doing this Slovenian ride is unbelievable. I would be surprised if he doesn't get five minimum, maybe eight tours if he stays fit. So do you think this is the beginning of a series of big wins for him then, Ben? Uh, yes absolutely fruitly um, he's unbelievable he's incredible um, it's and, in flanders <laughs> yeah he it's hard to explain just how good this guy is he loves winning he won two back to back mountain stages just because he wanted to he didn't need to win those to win the general general classification and you listen yeah. to him after the game he's like after the race rather he says that was great fun that was really good i, re- I feel great loving it has a fizzy drink great stuff
0: yeah, I, I just realized why we're so tired as well. It's not the heat, it's watching them cycle up those mountain ranges. Uh, it was exhausting. Uh, it was Astonishing. phenomenal to watch. Right, let's move on. Uh, ben, thank you very much. Simon, um, with the football out of the way, you have got sort of back in love with a with true love of yours, um, the NBA, um, which of yeah. course is starting to wrap up a little bit.
1: Yeah, so um, now the Euros is, is not no longer. Dom- I know this is a football free show, so I'll keep this brief. Now that's no longer dominating my life and dominating my every waking thought. Um, yeah, back into um, NBA a little bit. I watched the um, game, what well, game five? Not game six. Game five of Milwaukee versus Phoenix in Phoenix. Uh, it was a good game, actually. Uh, the Bucks were down by oh, a load of. But they were 37-21 down at the end of the first quarter, and they came to win in the end. It was one hundred twenty three to one hundred nineteen. So they came all the way yeah. back and basically dominated them for you know definitely the end of the second, the th- all the way through the third and the fourth really. Um, but it was a nice game. It was nice to watch again. It was nice to see really really good players as well. These aren't two teams that are like making up the numbers. This is a this is a real real good game and. Um, yeah, Bucks won it in the end um, in Phoenix, which is a bit of a, a, a death blow to Phoenix. They've now got to go to Milwaukee uh, tonight, actually, or tomorrow morning for us Brits. Um, and yeah, and, and pull out a win. And uh, to be honest, at the moment, I can't see. I think the Bucks are big favourites. And, um, you know, what was it, a bit of competitive series possibly coming towards the end and a uh, pretty, you know, tame conclusion in the end. It'd be good to go to seven games because it's always a bit more exciting, but you know, we, we can't complain. It's It's been a good series.
0: So is it, is it fair to say that, that Phoenix were the underdogs going into this?
1: Um, yes and no. I think uh, Phoenix going going to their first, you know, major finals. I mean, I think we talked about this before. I think they've been in a, in a finals at all since they played the Bulls in the 90s. So ultimately, it's, it's been a long time for them. So yes, in that regard. Um, but they did have Chris Paul. They've got, you know, they've got some good players. Uh, some good youth, some good backups, some good veterans. Um, but, yeah, I think Milwaukee are the better team. They've had the reigning MVP for, you know, what feels like about three of the last five years, Yannison uh, um, who was quality again. Uh, looked a bit tired the other night, but it didn't matter because Chris Middleton stepped up who's kind of, you know, unofficially their second best player. And yeah, and they were deserved winners in the end. And, and despite going behind big in the first quarter, they uh, they rallied and, and, and basically dominated for most of it. So um, yeah, probably it's hard to say now. I, I, I'd have put them on an even peg in the beginning, especially with the fact that Phoenix could have had the extra game at home if it goes to seven games. But um, yeah, it, it's kind of petered out a bit now. But hopefully, yeah, the Phoenix can rally again and we can get to seven games and make a real, you know, dramatic conclusion to it.
2: Why so many games, Simon? Why so many regular seasons, so many playoffs? I understand the seven-game final, best of seven series, similar to what we see in the MLB. I like that format, hmm. but uh, are fans tired? Do they get tired at this point? I'm tired. I mean, it has been seems like it's been going on for the, <laughs> the best part of a year. Every time, it's just constant. You know, how many uh, regular games? Is it 90 or 100 regular games?
1: Well... I mean, it's 82 usually, um, plus, yeah, however many games you play in the playoffs. But the guys who don't make the playoffs, basically from, you know, early May, late April sometimes, through till end of october don't have a game so i mean you could argue that, but they still have a decent break it's the ones who carry on so obviously phoenix and and milwaukee who are still playing we're in the you know nearly the end of july and they'll be starting back up in october so they don't have much but then again it's the price of success so uh that why they do it um probably i would say it's a little bit of historical it's always been long playoff series rather than one game um, which is quite interesting and adds another dynamic, adds a real rivalry to games. I think when it's just one 90 minutes in football or, or whatever in each sport, it's kind of a little bit more, uh, you know, one game and it's over. Whereas, you know, you really see the uh, defensive uh, adjustments made in you know between games one and two. Uh, probably knowing American sports, a lot of it probably goes down towards advertising and uh, attendances and things of that nature. So that's probably the big thing because, I mean, each of these games is going to be on multiple different TV stations, um, you know, watched by millions around the world. So that's the way it is,
0: really, I think. Cash money's... Um, yeah. Sai, so we wake up tomorrow morning. We potentially have uh, new NBA champions, yes, which is uh, exciting uh, if you're a Milwaukee fan. So, thanks for that, si. Um And we'll we'll come back to Sai because you wanted to bring up the Olympics, but we're going to talk uh, a bit deeper on the Olympics in a moment. But Ben, uh, you and I spent a lot of time talking over the weekend about the incident in Formula One. At Silverstone, so uh, let's set the scene with that. So this weekend just gone was the British Grand Prix, uh, which is which is at Silverstone, uh, which is where the first Formula One race was held of uh, the, the the championship. So you know it's an iconic racetrack, it's a fast racetrack, and it was a capacity crowd as well. And we've got several British drivers in the grid, um, so it was you know it's a huge event uh, for. British motorsport fans, for British motorsport in general, and there's a very real title fight on this year. Despite the the sort of latter uh, half of the first half, um, domination from Max Verstappen, there's an actual title fight on that Max seemed to be walking away with. Now, during, uh, you know, you can't have missed the news because it wasn't just in sport news, it was across uh, main news as well, news headlines, that during the first lap, I think it was, uh, there was an incredible series of corners, incredible battle between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. Um, it was the racing we all want to see. Uh, every single corner up to where they came into contact was exactly what we want to see on track. Um, but at COP's, which is a very fast corner. Uh, Hamilton was on the inside of Max Verstappen, tagged his back wheel and sent Verstappen at 51 G into the tyre barrier. Um, It was one of those crashes where the, uh, the cameras don't show you the car until the driver is out and safe. So we didn't see anything. There was no replays, no nothing until we knew max was uh, okay and being taken to the medical center for checkups and thankfully he's absolutely fine now he was a bit winded bruised um 51g you can forgive him for that um but it was a big impact so after that all hell broke loose got red flagged and um christian horner team principal at red bull toto wolf team principal at mercedes were just at the race director you know and it became proper um it was a there was a fight wasn't there? there was verbal fights and um, I think it, had they been next to each other in the garage there had been physical fights um, but it, it exploded didn't it Ben and it became it became quite nasty and then Hamilton got a penalty. he got a 10 second penalty for uh, for the accident which is the second most lenient penalty you can get. So the argument was that um, due to the severity of the accident, he should have been penalised harder. Although the argument from uh, Formula 1 will be, we penalise the incident, not the outcome. Um, So what happens on the track to lead to that rather than the severity of the crash? So, yeah, Ben, what are your thoughts there? Because I know that we have quite opposing thoughts.
2: Yeah, I mean... It was a big weekend Um, with regards to the Formula One. It rumbled on. Uh, We also saw the dark side of the internet crop its ugly head as well uh, following the incident, which we might touch on. We touched on it in detail last week. Um, I listen, first and foremost, incredible to see great, hard racing proper formula one racing both of them were way too aggressive which is fantastic for a spectator if it didn't happen at cops it was probably going to happen later in the uh in, in that first lap it could have happened um at the end of the hangar straight or into the, the start finish line again it was it was going to happen no one was going to yield um and the issue as well is Verstappen didn't have to be that aggressive. So it was, it was very odd. You know, he's leading the tile challenge. Um, maybe that's still the old Max coming through, that super aggressive style. But the penalty was a farce. My issue with it is you either call it a racing incident, which in Formula One is simply saying, that's racing, that happens, let's move on, or you penalize him. You don't just give him 10 seconds. Yes, that is a penalty, but it's one of the most lenient. Either it's a racing incident or penalizing. Me, personally, it should have been a heavy penalty. His front tire tags the back tire of the car in front. Okay? If you go into a car in front of you in a on a road, it's your fault. Every single time, even if they brake check you. It's the same in Formula One. You're the car behind. You can see that you are not going to make that corner unless you hit that car. He caused a 51G crash, and uh, Max uh, went to hospital. I mean, he, was, he I understand he was absolutely fine, a bit winded. What happened after was uh, pretty stark, I'll be honest with you. It was actually quite interesting to see Horner uh, describing uh, Hamilton as reckless. Max I mean, actually let's, saying that yeah, let
0: Let's let's. It's was inflammatory, wasn't it? It's was nothing short of inflammatory. Yeah. The words he was saying. I mean, the, the whole weekend blew up. Absolutely blew up. Yeah. Yeah. Um it was pretty fierce and it's still going on you know there's the teams are seeking legal advice um and that'll be for a number of reasons one will be because of what the outcome of the accident but also the cost involved when a car gets destroyed as it does you know that's a million and a half to 2 million pound accident for Red Bull. Um and Mercedes uh, went on to win the race and come back again within 8 points of the championship for Lewis Hamilton so there's a financial implication there as well. So you know that, that's again we've talked before about how ruins um but that's you know this is a fierce fierce battle and um yeah we're, we're all very happy that max is okay and uh, we hope that they continue their very 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 fierce <coughs> racing on track um, max has always been well known as the guy of you you pull away or or, I'll, or we'll crash um and i think this time it didn't quite go how how he expects it to
2: I think sometimes what these things can do and this rumbled on I mean in reality you could talk about half an hour really pull it out but the idiosyncrasies of formula 1 are such as this is always happens this always uh, all these little details there's so much politics in formula 1 there's so much team infighting uh you know it's not just straight up driver versus driver there's there's a lot more that goes on behind um, but I think it will it will really further Max's resolve, and and I yeah. I see them dominating for the rest of the uh, championship.
0: I don't doubt it. And yeah, like you alluded to, Ben, last word on this. You know, sadly, it did bring out um, the, the very piss poor side of. Um, you know, a minority of very vocal, very loud voices on the internet racially abusing Lewis Hamilton uh, through social media, and we've we've seen it before. We'll see it again, sadly. Um, but it's nice to see the um, F1 paddock come out in support and to, to call it out. And I think uh, you know there was a lot of support online for reporting it. But you know, it, we shouldn't be seeing that. It's it's a shame that that you know those people aren't fans. So, on from a side, you, you want to have a comment on this? Am I right in believing? Sorry. I'm a little bit of an
1: F1 novice. I know that surprises all. Carry on. Am I right in believing that Lewis Hamilton did a similar move towards the end of the race? Did, did you mention that? I don't know. So um, so he did uh, you could um, argue overtake. He did, some, he
0: did gain a position at the same corner, yes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, many were cynical enough to suggest that that was a, a point proving move um, mm-hmm. to say, look, you can pass on this corner because the narrative was, you don't pass on that corner. But it's yeah. a racetrack. Everywhere's a you know, pass if you can. So, yeah, he did. He took over. He overtook Charles Leclerc at uh, COPS uh, towards the end of the race. Yeah. Uh, successfully, although there were very different positions on the track, so it's it's difficult to compare. Um, let's move on. So from capacity crowds at Silverstone to zero crowds, uh, we're going to dive into our meeting middle this week on the Olympics. Before I do, if you want to join us on the conversation or in the conversation or join us, In conversation, I should say, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at WednesdayPod. Yes, here we are. So, Olympics, Japan, it's happening. It's just three days away, I think. Well, maybe a couple of days once this goes out live. With the first game starting um, tonight, or having started when you're listening to this, uh, with the football kicking off Team GB, Um, we've talked a lot over the last few weeks and and months about the Olympics. Will they? Won't they happen? Um, Should they happen? Will there be crowds? Now there's not crowds. Uh, And and they've got more to contend with now as well, which I'm sure we'll get into. Um, But we want to focus on some of the, you know, the reason the Olympics exist, the sport. We want to focus on what we're excited about seeing because... Anyone that listens to this show? No, Ben Sai, You know, we're all into sport, and you know, Olympics is a smorgasbord of sport. So we're going
2: to dive
0: into um, some wow. of the highlights for us and uh, and a few oddities as well. Sorry, let's pick let's pick up with you. Cause you you wanted to bring in the Olympics earlier on. Let's you want to talk about some of the sports? So, supports or sports sports. Well, before that, I'd just like to ask a,
1: a big question to kind of you, you two and the the wider audience. Are we excited? I, I don't know. I thought I was excited. I think I probably will be excited when it starts prop playing. You know, I'll be excited to show my son, you know, people throwing stuff and jumping over things. But it's kind of those ones that's kind of like we've been talking about it for so long, and yet it's here now, and I don't feel remotely different about it. Um, obviously, coronavirus has carved its bloodied path through the whole. You know, the whole. Uh, to, you know, put it back a year. It's uh, you know, it's it's stopped us having crowds. Um, I think there's eight members of Team GB that are isolating as we speak. Um, so you know, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a very different event. Um, Are they going to be putting in crowd noise at all? Do we know in terms of like when you could watch the Premier League, for example, we were able to watch it with uh, fake FIFA noises? Is that something likely to be for TV audiences? Do we know that or is it just going to be pin drop silence?
2: i don't think they will i don't think they're going to put in the uh, the canned laughter of sport uh <laughs> we are going to get quality commentary uh i, I just want to i just want, I want to sit there i want to listen to uh andrew cotter uh talk me through the events that i don't watch any other time than at the olympics I absolutely cannot wait for it and i don't know why you're absolutely right no crowds uh no household names I say that, I mean, there's people literally, their heads exploding why I say that now, but there's no Usain Boltz, Mo Farah's huge names in the world of athletics. There are still world record holders, and I think there'll be some world records obliterated. But I think when you sit down and watch that coverage, Si, you're going to just go, wow, this is the Olympics.
1: Do we also think that maybe the time difference is going to have a big effect on this as well? I think it's eight hours ahead. Um, for example, I didn't even realize this is showing how maybe excited or maybe not excited. I didn't realize that team GB actually kicked off tomorrow morning, eight thirty in the morning, um, I believe. Uh, so is the time zone going to play play hell with this? I mean, obviously, the main events so through the weekend is probably not going to be affected. In fact, it'd be very nice probably to have the the biggest events, possibly like the hundred meters and stuff, being done at a, a much more watchable hour for us than maybe it might have been at another time zone. However, um, yeah, are we? Is this going to play? You know, especially midweek, for example. Um, you know, is this going to really affect the viewing numbers?
2: Yeah, I think a lot of the peak pinnacle uh, finals, you mentioned the 100 meter there, the relays, a lot of the athletic finals will be in the evening because of the Tokyo heat, which will kind of offer us around a midday to sort of 1, 2 p.m. finals.
1: Was Tokyo heat, isn't that one of the Fast the Furious films? <laughs>
0: So your question earlier on about, you know, <laughs> <different>, <laughs> we'll, we'll just let that one slide, um, about whether we're getting excited or not. I think you, you hit the nail on the head. There's been so much chat in the run-up to this about the politics around it, around the pandemic, around the conditions that people are in, uh, you know, what they're sleeping on, the heat wave that you alluded to, Ben, there. You know, that's Japan's entering this heat wave that a lot of the Olympic a lot of the athletes won't necessarily have been able to deal with because of the pandemic training and heat and things like that so there's a lot a lot of negative stuff around it so it's really easy to forget that actually these are people that have gone out there and it's highly likely this is their one shot some of them it'll be their one chance of doing doing an olympic games so and and i think once we start seeing that action on track on field on whatever in the pools whatever else then, yeah, I, I, I defy anyone not to get excited about at least one or two of the sports, if not more of them. Because, of course, we've got some brand new sports happening this year. Um, there's five new sports as well as some mixed sports, but the five new sports. Uh, si, can you tell, can you hazard a guess at what the five new sports are, if you know them or don't?
1: Um, have skateboarding. Yes, correct. And of which we hold a decent chance. I believe we've got a twelve-year-old in the female skateboarding who's supposed to be fantastic. Uh, I can't
0: remember her name. I apologize. Um, Sky Brown. uh, That one. Um, Break dancing isn't that one? Oh, it's it's a good shout. It's not this year, no. Oh,
1: um, karate. I believe is another one. Correct. Karate. I should say. Um, I'm struggling on the others. If you can, Ben, what have you
2: got? uh i thought yeah i thought it was uh breakdancing is that next olympics is that is that is that been signed on Paris for 2020? 2024 Ooh. they're
0: still bidding to have it apparently
2: okay are we looking at um bmx you're cheating ben i can see the the light on your on
1: your screen so i'm like showing uh, your face no, you're
2: <laughs> BMX. no i'm actually looking uh at when the skateboarding starts because i watched a video and i'm going to dive in here and tell you about this video so um before you go <laughs> (laughs) insight i'm gonna say right now you mentioned skateboarding didn't you yeah um so that kicks off on uh the 25th of july uh now i follow a guy called niger houston one of the great skateboarders of all time and he's obviously at the olympics and he did an olympic instagram video of his bedroom at the olympic village and his cardboard bed now the Tokyo Olympic, uh, organizers have delivered everybody with a cardboard bed, anti-sex beds. The reason they've done this is because two people in them would collapse the cardboard. Uh, but Nigel obviously was joking about it saying we don't come to the Olympics to uh, pick up chicks, although I think maybe that's we, actually
1: no. a massive lie though, right? Yeah. I think that's, that's
2: just the swimmers that do that. Um, <laughs> And um, he said, all we're going to get is a bad night's sleep. And he showed how hard it was. It looked awful. Absolutely oh, horrendous.
0: Well, there you go. Um, so skateboarding, yes. Karate, yes. Softball. Are you, You're reading off the internet now. No, sorry. I have no internet. You're, you're I, I don't even know so how to change off Zencaster.
1: This is what we use, by the way, um, to uh, to do it without... I thought they would lose the signal feed, so I, I don't even have how to do that. And my phone is over here, so uh, just I am not excuses, to...
0: but you are correct. Uh, women's softball and men's baseball. Oh. Uh, yes, so that's three. Um, come on, give us a clue, Dan. Give us a podcasting. The so there's Thanks. one is a water sport, and Polar. the other is... Golden uh, showers. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I don't know what to say to that. Uh, one's a water sport and one's a um, very physical sport. I'll, <laughs> um, give you, I'll give you a couple of seconds and I'll
2: M- tell you. MMA, MMA, mixed martial no, arts. so the
0: water sport is surfing.
2: Oh. oh we said surfing. surfing, didn't we? Oh, okay, no, surfing. That's incredible. And the
0: other is sport climbing. Oh. So there's climbing ah. as well. So, yeah, that's some really interesting sports to watch, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. And good shout on the breakdancing side. Yeah, apparently France are looking to have that in 2024, apparently, which will be quite
2: fascinating. Mm.
0: So, yeah, you go. Lots of sports to check out. Um, Ben, what are you most looking forward to in the Olympics this year?
2: Uh, skateboarding really is up there i think skateboarding is so so fun to watch especially at an olympic level i don't know what the format's going to be it looks like there's four medal days just looking um got a list here of when the medals are handed out or w- w- when the medals are competed for rather um so but they, I'm an the, the skateboarding
0: has a park and a uh, street uh two different types park and street and then yeah, within that they'll I score think- points for grinds for flips for uh, goofy stances, all that kind of thing. So,
2: Yeah, I think there might also be Vert in there, is there not in the park? Sort of Tony no. hawks Well, it might well be is in the park, but yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's going to be super exciting. I cannot wait for the um, Olympic Athletics. I am a huge Athletics fan. Uh, when you hear the commentators and you see just these insane athletes, uh, I want to see some world records broken, or the beer, we probably won't given the heat. Uh I'm excited.
0: Excellent. So what what's uh what's on your radar for the Olympics? What are you most excited about? What sports in the past in the past have you enjoyed watching?
1: So I'm more of a track and field fan myself. Um I like uh, you know, the big stuff that we all like. Um, you know, whether it's the hundred meters, the four hundred meters you know, 800 meters, whatever. And obviously a lot of the throwing events and stuff. I always, I, that's kind of what I really tune in for. So I don't tune in as much during the first week, but at the same point, especially where there's a GB metal hope, I'm really excited to just watch something completely random, you know, um, as long as it's watchable. I mean, there are some ones that you just find it very difficult to watch, but you know yeah i'm quite happy to watch you know similar to what i said with euros when i said about watching random teams with players you've never heard of it's the same in in the uh, olympics just watching a sport that i'd had no compunction to watch ever because it's at its peak so that's probably the big thing i'm looking forward to um what about you dan you've asked both of us what
0: about you Oh, thanks, i si. Yeah, I'm yeah. really in, excited about the skateboarding as well. I think the climbing will be fascinating because uh, I think it was only this weekend I was uh, reminding myself to watch um, uh, free solo again because people who can climb uh, well are are just blow my mind a little bit. The, the body strength, the agility, the speed, uh, and and the confidence to scale what they can. So that'll be fascinating to watch. Um, I really like the pool events, the diving, things like that. I think that's uh, a lot of fun to watch as well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not. I don't have a particular favourite. I don't think. I kind of dip in and out to just about just about everything. Not that f- fussed about swimming um it's pretty impressive what Ooh, they can do but. swimming do is well incredible
2: swimming. dan yeah it's okay
0: that's i'm not that excited it just doesn't excite me
2: too much Absolute about watching it flat out races uh, we've got some great chances as well with adam peaty mm. um he he will uh, be surprised if he doesn't win the uh, breaststroke 50 uh, he's a world record holder uh yeah i think it's important to say as well for the skateboarding for the surfing for the climbing they all have world championships they all have incredible elite competitions so they're coming into this into the olympics to showcase what they do regularly anyway so it's not like tryout sports you know the way people look at it it's not um it's not garbage like olympic football it's going to be real quality um impressive competition with the world's best in their fields so
1: going on what you were saying actually ben this kind of leads nicely i'm gonna steal a segue from dan so um what sports are we not looking forward to? What sports are... What what shouldn't be in there? Um, and I really want to hear your thoughts, Ben, because you're very passionate
2: about it. Football, tennis, any sport which has a global audience as big as the Olympics. It is crazy. The Olympics isn't even as big as football. Football dwarfs the Olympics in terms of viewership around the world. Tennis maybe not so, but pretty darn close. It's a vast sport. It's like the Eurovision and us sending Ed Sheeran. The England team at the Olympics is is not any decent English players. Yeah, okay, maybe that's a very harsh thing to say, but it's not our world. It's not our European Cup team. They're all on holiday now, relaxing before the Premier League game. I wouldn't the- vote for
0: Ed Sheeran. I'm just saying.
2: No, but listen, you know, we we, we, we we never put our best in, you know, where uh, uh you know, yes the tennis is and, and it's gonna be fantastic to see Osaka at home. That's gonna be wonderful. But Federer's pulled out, Nadal's pulled out, so I mean there's no point in that. I just listen, I mean golf? those sports are always are already so big. Is golf in the Olympics? It was it previous, is. is it not it, this year? It was. I, I don't think golf's in the Olympics. I don't know. Uh,
0: basketball like, of course. Again. I think that That's... I'm not sure that should be
1: in no, I, I agree. Yeah. And I, I I think baseball also comes into that. Um, Golf is. Category. Well,
0: baseball, um, so I was just reading that, hasn't been in uh, since the Beijing 2008 games. Yeah, it's so only it because it's absent. in Japan and it's
1: yeah. like their second or first biggest sport. But yeah. um, it shouldn't be in there. It's a, it's a professional sport. It's only played by something like 10 nations around the world, for God's sake. So, um, yeah, it's... It's one of those sports. I think basketball comes into that as well. I mean, the American team—we talked about them failing miserably in a couple of games the other week. But they're—you um, know—they haven't even put out of their best players. A lot of their best players are either playing in their NBA tournament, who are or relaxing over the summer. So, um, it becomes can a there not be
2: far. can there not be adaptations? You know, if you look at take the rugby for instance. So, there's no rugby union or rugby league, the, the two biggest uh, forms of rugby played around the world in the Olympics. Is rugby sevens? Which is absolutely electric to watch. I remember watching Tonga. I think they're one of the best seven sides. Yeah, Samoa uh, just, as well. Yeah, they destroyed it up over the, over at the last Olympics. And can they not do something like that uh, with other sports? Can they not adapt it?
1: Well, they did with the football, don't they? Talk about um, not not with the uh, the ladies' game because that's um, that's professionals, and that also brings up a talking point about whether that should be in there. Because if you look at the Women's Champions League and things of that nature, those are a huge tournaments as well. So should those, uh, you know, and the Women's World Cup? I mean, I've watched the Women's World Cup many a time, and and, and the uh, uh, is it Euros next year as well? So uh, you know, you, you go down a similar line with that with that conversation. Um, I've completely lost in my train of thought now. I just got so excited <laughs> well, about talking about it.
0: Shall I help, I'll, I'll, um, I'll while helping you out of the hole, I'll um pull up yes. something else which I, I found here. So, other new additions. So, they're the five new sports, but within existing sports, there's new mixed gender events, uh, and they're going to be in archery, athletics in the four by 400, judo. Shooting, swimming, the 4x100, table tennis, and triathlon, a mixed relay. So there's more mixed sports coming in as well, which is great. And then there's further new events uh, within existing sports. So boxing, women's featherweight, and women's welterweight. Uh, there's canoe slalom. Uh, Women's C1, Canoe Sprint, Uh, Cycling, Women's Madison, BMX, Ben. Probably that's why you mentioned BMX. Okay, yeah. That was in there. Uh, Rowing, Women's coxless 4, coxless 4, rather. Um, It's a bit of a funny slip, isn't it? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow, Awkward. Um, Yeah. Uh, Swimming, Men's 800 meters Freestyle and Women's 1500 meter Freestyle. So there's a lot going on. It's really exciting. So... um, off the back of sports that have been in, been out, and ones we don't want, over the years, there's been some, what you would class now as very bizarre sports in uh-huh. um, in the Olympics. And I've got a couple for you that I think okay. uh, you might like, and I want you to pick one that you'd put back in. Hit me with them, baby. Let's right. see what we got. So we've got uh, the school sports day favourite, Tug of War. So that was in the Olympics from 1900 to 1920. Bring it back, okay. And more than one team could be entered by each country. And Britain and the US got gold, silver, and bronze in 1904 and 1908. So we've got we've got prior. You Mm. know, we could do well. Do all right in that one. Tug of war. So you'd bring that one back. Yeah, yeah, been off bloody baseball, fuck off baseball, getting the tug of war back in. <laughs> yeah. Tug of war's in, all right. Tug of war gets the Wednesday pod seal of approval. Okay, number two, um, I, I don't know what website I'm getting this from, by the way, just some rando website. Oh, uh, Club swinging. Men's club swinging was a gymnastics event at the 1904 and 1932 Olympics, uh, and they spun the clubs. That doesn't sound... I'm going to say no. I'm going to it sounds to it shit. No. I'll be honest. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to keep I swearing. Know that I know we don't swear that on. <laughs> no, that's terrible. All right, I've got uh, two more for you. Um, there is uh, live pigeon shooting. Excellent. So uh, this is the 1900 games in Paris. 300
2: pigeons were shot and killed in the, in the event. If well, they are then eaten um, afterwards, I have no problem with it.
1: I have okay. a complete... A
0: ignore Ben there, that's disgusting. Um uh, no, no way. Yeah I think no as well. So that's not in. Alright, last one then and um uh, I think you might be surprised. Nineteen oh six uh the the unofficial intercal there's something games held in Athens as a male only event. Pistol dueling Oh, yeah. Go bring it in. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, according to this article, uh, they shot at plaster dummies. Uh, it returned as a demonstration event at London's 1908 Olympics. Only this time the competitors actually fired at each other. Wow. No one died, though. The bullets were made of wax and the dueling men wore protective coats and masks. I'd be well... I think that'd that's be actually, fascinating. That's
2: kind of like um, fencing for um, Americans
0: basically it's basically just laser quest we did have an american audience <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. so yeah there's some sports um so off the back of that um what would you make as an olympic sport not necessarily an existing sport or franchise or anything um but something bizarre and out there si and ben uh, question out to you there um have a think about that for a moment um oh ben it looks like you're ready to go I'm 100%
2: ready to go. I really, really want to see Tug of War. I think Tug of War would actually be just so Mm. much fun Mm. as a spectator sport. Mm. I think the rules would have to be watertight. I I don't know how they do it, but brilliant. What I would say as well is I absolutely adore uh, the mixed uh, gender races. I think relays with mixed genders is so clever, so much fun to watch. The four by four hundred. I think they should do four by one hundred. They've trialed that at the Diamond League and it works uh, because you can choose different legs to put the female runners um, and male runners. So you can kind of, you know, obviously there's differences in time around around a lap, of course. Uh, yeah, I think I think there should be more mixed relays across the sports. So, so my question to you, Ben, was uh, what sport would you
0: bring in completely random? That isn't necessarily a sport. but what would you make a sport? As I a said, took
2: of war. No, not what I just read
0: just to you. Use an idea. Come up with something new. Yeah.
2: Oh, right. Okay. So you, that's why you gave us a minute then.
0: Yeah, that's why I was going to say I'll give you okay, a minute and then i go on to talk enough, about something else.
2: I've talked enough, <laughs> I got excited about mixed gender sports, okay? see the Olympics. <laughs> Looks like size ready to go. Dan, do you that? want me
1: to answer with one you've already said and then just fill in for a minute about mixed gender sport? or shall Yeah, I that sounds a, it's, a it's great telly. <laughs> it's so, uh, telly, I like it. Um, <laughs> so, um, this isn't necessarily one I'd like to see back in, but one I'm surprised that hasn't been pitched. Competitive eating. That's one I'm surprised yeah. that hasn't <laughs> been oh, pitched.
0: Yeah. What would be the food, like a chili
1: um, or like pies or hot dogs? It's usually hot dogs, isn't? That's it? kind of the what the quintessential what we always kind of think of in that situation. But it could be anything. Maybe we'd have mixed events. Maybe you know, one round would be chili, one round would be ice cream, <laughs> one round would be beans. You know, who knows? But um I think I think that's something I'm surprised that has never been pitched. I think it's got range related.
0: as a sport. I'll give it that. Yeah.
1: And it's competitive and, you know, if you think about the Olympics, you boil it down to its basic principles of hunter-gathering and uh, like riding horses <laughs> and shit like that. You know, hunter-gathering and eating. It's part of it.
0: A lot of the sex in the Olympic Village. It's all I'm part sold. of it. I'm sold. I'm
2: sold. Ben, you've got one um I I listen it might sound boring on the back of competitive eating I know there was a hot dog world champion who just uh, smashed 72 in three minutes in America to retain his uh, world record I think there was crazy numbers like that uh, but I would like very much to see gaming and eSports make the bridge to Olympics okay so
0: um i'll come back to that in a second because i've got a stupid one and that's actually quite an interesting one you just said there ben against mm. all odds um i think uh <laughs> lego lego brick walking
1: God, oh i would ah. love to see that. that'd
0: that be great a lego brick walking like fire walking of days gone but less dangerous yeah you'd or, have to check their feet or, or
2: walking over the stones at brighton beach Mm. <laughs> Fair.
0: yeah, hundred percent i uh yeah did not look well walking up that beach at the weekend, um so yeah, let's come back to eSports, that's an interesting point, Ben, and something nice to maybe uh tack onto as we round up this section. How many years until eSports is in the Olympics?
2: Uh, I'm, I'm under the impression that, uh, it's in discussion that it's not coming for the next Olympics. So I guess it would be, uh, 2028, which if my uh, memory calls, uh, serves me correctly, that's uh, Los Angeles.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't know that. Um, so what are your thoughts on esports being in the Olympics? Um, I think it's a big pile of shite, but I did have another
1: event for you. Um, no, I'm not, not going to bury it. I'm as not sure which side of, of the fence you're on there, so yeah. No, I I don't know. I'm just a little bit, I don't know. I just don't think if you're going to boil it down to its basic principles, as I was saying, if you bring in uh, guys playing computer games, it just becomes a little bit unusual. Um, But I'm all for esports in their own lane. But I think branching out to the Olympics is another ball game whatsoever. Um, I do have another one, um, another event that we should probably bring in. So we had, um, you know, breakdancing possibly coming in for France. So what about dad dancing? I think that is definitely the way forwards.
2: Wow, yeah. you just want to become an Olympian and that's your mm. easiest in. I think that might be the easiest one, apart from the Lego brick walking, which I think I'd already... Can I ask uh, on the back of that, though, uh, you say absolutely not to um, gaming of any kind, sort of esports coming in into the Olympics, but mm. you're happy to watch fencing, which is the most restrictive, elitist a uh, sport that nobody can get into unless you're at a private school and but over something that anyone can be a world champion, Olympic champion at. Um,
1: well, I never actually said I liked fencing. I don't know where, where you're tarring my good name, sir, with such besmirchment because <laughs> um, I never actually said anything about fencing at
0: all. I um, enjoy watching fencing, although you'd be forgiven for thinking it wasn't an e-sport. It's so high tech. The lights, the mm. colours, the electricity, you know, the touching. It's pretty high tech. sport.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actual electricity.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or them. metaphorical they're, electricity. They're basically just fly swats. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you had a further point. I feel like I, I stopped you mid-flow there.
1: No, I really, I don't know. I was just so astounded by the
0: accusations leveled <laughs> at me that I, I don't really have much else to say. I, um... I, I, for one, I think I'd, I'd welcome, uh, esports. uh, having experienced the integration or attempted integration of, um, e we've talked about it on the show before at, um, the 24 hours of Le Mans with the, um, the online racing version of, of that, uh, with them, the winners on the podium and phew, I don't know if it felt like it worked uh, and they're, they're highly skilled. Um, maybe not always as athletic, but sometimes dan
1: i'd like to point out that esports wouldn't be including driving a taco van around gta online it'd probably be a little bit more advanced than that
0: i mean if we've got um pistol dueling and tug of war back in then why not gta
2: <laughs> yeah i i, I, like. I don't think uh, gta is quite right for the olympics <laughs> Um, how about strongman, strongman athletes, strongwoman athletes um, in the Olympics? How about not just the weightlifting, but which is going to be hugely controversial. Remember, that's going to be something that I guess we're going to be talking about at some point uh, when Laurel Hubbard uh, competes. But uh, how about, yeah, strongman, you, you know, the Eddie Hall type events, uh, you know, the, the Atlas Stones. Why not that kind of thing? That would be fantastically engaging to watch for the Olympic fans.
1: Or... Another one as well, just to kind of piggyback off you. Um, you know in Street Fighter 2 when you can destroy the car? I think that would also be good. I'd like to see people destroy a car.
0: <laughs> a slightly Olympic version of a rage room. Mm. Street I'd Fighter
2: 2, there you go. Yeah. Endorsed. He does want gaming in the Olympics. <laughs> I've changed. I'm converted. You heard it
0: here first. Okay, well, um, yeah, despite the, uh, the tomfoolery uh, there, but also the insane... Uh, build up to these games um, that we know, well, we don't know. We can only guess at how the athletes have, have found themselves over the last year and a half um, and more because uh, they were building up, of course, to a games that should have taken place last summer and now they're doing it this summer without a crowd on cardboard beds in a heat wave um, with uh, their colleagues falling into isolation around them. It's tense, but um, we will see some incredible athleticism, an incredible sport played out uh, as we always do at the Olympics, um, which, you know, unites uh, brilliantly and they're a wonderful thing to behold. So we're excited about that. And one more thing to say about that is Ben and I are lucky enough to be joined by an Olympian. Uh, in a couple of weeks' time, so we're going to be chatting to um, Ian Richards, who uh, took part in the 1980 Olympics in Moscow, and um, yeah, we've got some mega stories to come from him for you. So uh, I encourage you to look out for that in a couple of weeks' time. Um, but brilliant timing to chat about all things Olympics, and there's a lot of parallels, wasn't there, Ben, between Moscow and and Japan now in terms of the uh, the the. Uh, You know, preceding the games and the environment at the time. But we'll get into that in a couple of weeks' time. If you want to get in touch with the show and find out more about us, what we do, anything in the show, uh, have a conversation with us. Tell your friends about us. You can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, at WednesdayPod on either. And that brings us neatly to uh, the end of this last Wednesday of the week show. Um, Of course, we've got a few things to look forward to, have we? Or have we just discussed everything we're already looking forward to? Effectively. Yeah. So for me, Olympics.
2: Ben? uh olympics and also there's quite a lot i know something we've not mentioned this show a lot of football friendlies uh as the season um, uh, gets uh, closer did um today uh Kane gordon the three million pound man from derby county lit it up for liverpool uh so yeah i'm excited for that how about you Sai?
1: Well, I like the fact that this has gone off the rails and we, we we stuck at it for so long without football and now we're going to mention it. Well, I'd like to say a little hello to um, a big fan of the show, actually, Jordan Henderson, um, who I believe is leaving Liverpool this year. So I'm um, looking forward to uh, hearing that develop as we go further. Uh, ben, uh, obviously you're a big fan of Jordan Henderson. How many Olympic gold medals would, we, would he win if he was in every event? I'm guessing all of them.
2: He would win. He's basically a born decathlete, uh, but uh, there's a very, very small rumor going around that uh, his possible destination uh, would be a team pretty close to your heart, Si. Which team? Uh, Chicago Cubs, of course. No, Aston Villa. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I didn't yes. even hear that. That'd be um, hilarious if you this did. This would be unbelievable and you'd be shouting at Jordan Henderson from the rooftops.
0: That will be his name this time next week. Yeah, of course, um, you know, despite we nearly getting to the end of the show as a football-free zone, uh, football never stops for anyone. So uh, we will be back next week for more last Wednesday of the week. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, We hope you enjoyed the show and are excited as we are now about the start of the Olympic Games in just a few days' time. All that's left to say is I've been Dan. I've been Simon. I've been Ben. And until next week's last Wednesday of the week, take (laughs) care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.